0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good afternoon everyone. Dr. Ron here on Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored on the Rejuvenations Health Radio Network. Good afternoon and happy Valentine's Day. I hope you're all the women in the audience are having a great day and uh your all your wishes are coming true. Today. we we will have with us Dr. Jerry Smith and Dr. Dan for an hour of medical news and updates. And we hope to cover colloidal silver, steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, a little bit about mercury, and uh, some flowers that would be beneficial for Valentine's Day. So, ladies and gentlemen, to keep our attorneys happy, this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information heard from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. So, ladies and gentlemen, did we have a great rock star as a guest last week, Dr. Sarah Russell? Uh, if you hadn't, if you missed that show, you could go to Block Talk Radio and, and listen to it. Uh, it would be under uh, Dr. Ron and just look up uh, Sarah Russell. All our shows are archived. We have maybe about 190 shows there now. She was just great. And just to remind you, she, even though she is in Tuscany, Italy, she has an American phone number, and that is five one zero. Four two three zero six four seven five one zero four two three zero six four seven, and her website is buildnurturerestore.com, dot com. dot com, and we'll talk a little bit about more about her as we get on with the program. But as we like to start off with uh, uh, some, some sort of quote, something from Ralph Waldo Emerson caught my uh, eye this week, and it says. To laugh often and much, to win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children, to earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, a redeemed social condition, to know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived. This is to have succeeded. So with that, let's see if our uh, guests have arrived. I think I see Dr. Dan. Good afternoon, Good afternoon, sir.
0: Dr. Ron. Dr. Jerry, if you're there, good afternoon.
1: Hey, we got to make him live. He, he's only live until I push the button.
2: Hey, Jerry. <laughs> I'm here. <Come> on, right? <laughs> I, I just felt the infusion of your energy. <laughs>
1: Hi, Jerry. Uh, I'm glad Hello. you're here because I'm full of energy today. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to start off the show to remind you about your liver. And then um, as our, our esteemed guest on this program has edited a, a paper on detoxing the liver. So but I, I just want to remind you about acetaminophen. Uh, known as Tylenol, the number one cause of liver transplants in the United States. It's the (laughs) first pill millions of people reach for when they are in pain, including aches and pains of everyday life. And as an aside, there was another article that came out today that uh, shows acetaminophen is absolutely worthless for back pain. But ladies and gentlemen, be that as it may, it's the last thing you want to put in your body. Again, research is proving how any relief you get from acetaminophen, also known as Tylenol, can come at a huge, huge price, one you'll pay with your liver. In fact, the study that I read on mouse and human tissue shows that the overuse of this drug can practically turn your liver into Swiss cheese, causing the kind of wreckage usually seen in heavy boozers. And if you overuse the painkiller yourself, even by accident, you could do permanent damage to your liver. We know uh, it's, it's an extremely toxic poison to the liver. Overdose, including accidental overdose, is the leading cause of acute liver failure in this nation. But the new study goes even further, showing how it can do more extensive damage to the liver than anybody had even realized. It turns out this drug can break down cell walls. Believe me, ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to see those walls come tumbling down. That wipes out the connections between the cells, causing them to stop functioning properly. And according to this study conducted by researchers at the University of Edinburgh, this isn't the kind of damage your liver can handle quite well. It's exactly what we see in folks battling some of the deadliest liver diseases of all. And what are they? Hepatitis, cirrhosis, and liver cancer. And it could start from popping too much Tylenol. I know you're probably thinking, this can't happen to me, but trust me, the emergency rooms are full of people who thought the same thing. They make the mistake of thinking, well, it's over the counter, so it should be safe. When in reality, it means anything but. There are other articles that came out this week saying that if uh, acetaminophen was applying for a new drug today, it would not even be approved. So they have extra pain, so they pop an extra pill and another and another. The next thing that you know, they're on the express ride to the emergency room in the back of an ambulance, but that's uh, that's not the only thing that happened. Acetaminophen is the secret ingredient. Listen to me secret ingredient of dozens and maybe hundreds of over-the-counter drugs dumped into everything from painkillers to cough medications to cold remedies. So you have to watch out for this stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Avoid most of it as much as you can. Stick to the basic natural therapies. And when it comes to colds and flu and even pain, many of them are just as effective but without the risk. That is, taking the natural remedies. So if you're in a pickle with pain, maybe you just hammered your thumb into the wall, take the lowest possible dose for the shortest period of time, if that's the only thing you have. And if you have an upper respiratory tract infection, please do not take an NSAID because it's been associated with heart attacks. And this just came out this week. NSAIDs plus respiratory infection. Include uh, increase your heart attack risk by 3.4 percent, 3.4 fold increase if taken by mouth, 7.2 fold increase with parental dosing. This is the Journal of Infectious Diseases, February second. So if you have a an upper respiratory tract infection, you want to avoid the NSAIDs. What are NSAIDs? They're your Motrin's, uh, Advil, and ibuprofen. So, Jerry, how are you, sir?
2: I'm doing great. You know, I was just looking up some of the statistics on this acetaminophen, and it's just mind-blowing. You know, the the normal dose is about 4,000 milligrams per day, so if you're loading up on this stuff over a two-day period, you can get the severe liver failure just on the normal dose.
1: Absolutely. And if you happen
2: to be taking alcohol with it, you know, uh, that actually enhances the damage yeah. even further.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if you saw that Canada has eliminated the extra strength Tylenol. Thank
2: because God. Because
1: of what you just said. It's too easy to reach that 4,000 milligram
2: dose. That's right. So, what you do know, you think said,
1: that the FDA is going to you going to jump right on that?
2: Hell no. You kidding me? The <laughs> FDA, they just turned turn their back and. Uh, business as usual, you know, what was it with that Viox? It took, uh, what, like 20,000 deaths before they woke up? It destroyed yep. my cousin's
0: and, uh, kidneys, and she had to go on dialysis because of
1: Viox.
2: Yeah.
0: a there's a, and, and there's a real case, case that I know
2: about.
1: It took over 17 years for them to get the morselators off the, off the market. 17 years. Mm. So, ladies and gentlemen, the, the point of this is, you know, Please, you have to be educated and know what to do you can't follow the mainstream advertising okay uh, we have, you, if, ask, we're here every week to try and bring you this, this information alright well avoid Tylenol and do not take ibuprofen if, when you have a cold it, it, it's really uh, toxic
2: uh, well, you know, Dr. Ron, you know, the big thing, you know, when you have fever, there's a reason for it. It helps to burn up the toxins. So the key is, I mean, you know, go back to the old grandmother's remedies. A good enema <laughs> reduces intestinal toxemia and reduces the fever, like, within two hours.
0: Isn't it okay. better if your right. fever is not too high, so just let it take its course so it kills the bacteria and the viruses?
2: Right, but by doing the enema, it helps reduce the burden of the toxicity, so you know it doesn't last as long.
0: I sure do remember Mama giving me those enemas years
1: ago when I was a
2: kid. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah Wait, you
0: just put... talking.
1: I hope you didn't enjoy it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no comment.
1: <laughs> He's still smiling.
2: Well, <laughs> oh, I didn't really. No.
1: Well, this might be a good time. Let's stay on Tylenol, and then we'll go to colloidal silver because uh, colloidal silver can be used for a lot of these conditions. And uh, But there was an article that you edited uh, called Detoxing the Liver, Jerry. Uh, yes. Do, do you think uh, you can just uh, bullet point the, the high points of that article and uh, what are lists to do uh, they want to do a detox?
2: Well, the key in any disease process is to clean the filter of the body. And unfortunately, there's even a lot of integrative doctors that are not in tune with this, and especially the traditional medical doctors, it's not in their vocabulary to even understand this concept. It, but it makes so much sense, you know, if you're a homeowner and you've got a heater, you know, if you've got a clogged filter, what happens? It's not trapping the, the dust. So, you know, your heater works inefficiently. Well, the human body is no different, and if the liver's congested from all the pesticides and chemicals and flavor enhancers and what have you, then the blood of your entire body passes through the liver every three minutes. So if the blood's not perfusing through the liver properly, you know, that can be a reason for elevated blood pressure, but the important thing is that the toxins are not being pulled out of the blood properly. And they get redistributed to the other parts of the body, your brain, your heart, spleen, pancreas, whatever. So in any disease process, whether you're having cancer or you have an infection or stomach problems, you want to keep that liver clean so that the blood is clean, so that the organs and the immune system can work better. It's too simple. But if you've got something serious like cancer, you know, I just had a woman in today With uh, lung cancer, and you know, you got to reduce the burden so that when you start killing the cancer cells or we're dumping the toxins, the liver can get it out of the body. Otherwise, the body becomes more polluted. So, when you know, the key is what does the liver need to enhance the process of detoxification? Well, one supplement is glutathione, the liver needs glutathione to break down the chemicals and toxins. Most people are deficient. You you know, if you eat avocado, you can get glutathione. Whey protein, you can get glutathione. Or you can take it in capsule you know, form or liquid form, depending on the manufacturer. So if you supply the liver what it needs, it can do its job more efficiently. Pomegranate, the Chinese apple, is loaded with superoxide dismutase. There's a lot of supplements that have pomegranate or made from pomegranate. Why? Because the liver has the highest concentration of any organ in the body of SOD, the superoxide dismutase allows the detox process to take place. You know the B, the natural B vitamins, not the synthetic B's. If if you smell a B vitamin that smells like a drug, it's synthetic. Don't put it in your body. The natural B vitamins again, enable the liver to break down the chemicals and process it, put it into the bile and it passes out through the intestines. So that's number one in any disease process. Give the liver what it needs to process it. The other important thing is the avenues of excretion. So there's homeopathic remedies that allow the tissues to open up, the cells to open up, to allow the poisons to get out. So you have to test these items to see which are the best for the individual. So once you go through that little process, then you can start going after the heavy metals, the chemicals, and the infections so that you don't get this redistribution. Now, you know, Max Gerson, who was one of the most brilliant physicians that was out there, discovered that coffee animus basically hold the cream and sugar. Coffee <laughs> animus... <laughs> work <laughs> fantastically. Because if you drink coffee, it constricts the bile ducts. But if you take it rectally, it dilates the bile ducts. And that's very important because when you have cancer or anything really serious, you got to get the poisons out of the liver as quickly as possible to the outside of the body. Uh, or else so that's what really kills the, the patient. So if you're doing... Coffee enemas, you also have to do juicing because you need the nutrients, you need the minerals that the enema is going to deplete the body of. Most people are deficient to begin with. So you better get some real-life nutrients into the system while you're detoxing it. And you have to kind of balance it. You can't do too many coffee enemas if you're not doing the juices because you'll deplete the body and the body's immune system is going to get weakened. So in the Cliff Notes version... You've got to approach it logically, clean the filter, open up the avenues of excretion, supply good raw nutrients so that the body can work properly. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of different nutrients that are out there, like Spanish black radish, which contains phytochemicals that stimulate the enzymatic activity and support liver detoxification, cayenne pepper, okay, stimulates gastric juice and outpouring and cleanses the digestive system, dandelion root. You know the, the old Italians. You guys should know this. They made dandelion wine. It was actually medicinal. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't get rated by the FDA. <laughs>
0: well, it was I didn't do it. Grandmother did it.
2: It was criminal. <laughs> right. or you know, when I make a salad, it's funny. I I don't like iceberg lettuce because that's usually loaded with pesticides. But I use dandelion greens and, for my greens, and it helps detox the liver and the kidney. It's too simple.
1: Well, I had a, I had a professor saying that iceberg lettuce uh, has the nutrition of a of a box of tissue paper.
2: Well, at least with the tissue paper, you get fiber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do.
1: We don't buy it anymore. We it has nothing in it. You're right. Worthless. Well, it, so ladies and gentlemen, so you know you can do some simple things to detox detox your liver, liver, but you know what? It would really be good to have a natural practitioner guide you through that. I think Jerry, Doctor Jerry, would 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 go along with that. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, just just to so you know how uh, what juices to use and uh, and what herbs to, uh, that are good for you. Uh, but it, you know, it's all doable and it's without drugs and it's not expensive.
2: And I just well, want it's, to bring it's up an insurance point. policy that you use every day. That's the key.
1: Well, oh, it's a health insurance policy. It's a real health yeah. insurance policy. It's not a sickness insurance policy, but ladies and gentlemen, if you listened to the show last week, you you heard Sarah say that mercury. I wrote it down. Mercury is a insidious toxicant that can cause or contribute to most chronic diseases. Its effects on various body systems can be mutually reinforcing. Well, let's go on to this part uh, by inhibiting glutathione system. Okay, and what did Doctor Jerry just say? Really important for our immune systems. So and here we got this mercury again, interfering with glutathione.
2: Well, you know, Doctor Ron, I just had a woman in with lung cancer today. It was very interesting. She had the lower lobe of her right lung, you know, taken off because of cancer. And and unfortunately, the cancer came back again. So I said to her, Carol, please bring in the histologic slide from the hospital. So, I tested the slide, and guess what's in the, in the liver tissue, mercury. Okay. So mm, you I could go slide. to a thousand oncologists, you know they'll slash and burn surgery, chemo, radiation, but they're not getting to the root cause of the problem. And the perfect example is they cut the lower lo- lobe off of the lung, but now the cancer popped up in the upper lung, remaining lobe i mean it's it's you've got to define what the heck is in there, and and I'm finding you know pesticides. Viruses and the heavy metals, and if you get those out, then the cells can start to work normally, and they go back to normal.
1: That is really incredible. It's incredible that you're doing this good work here, right? Right in the in the United States and in Pennsylvania, uh, getting to the root of the cause, the root cause of problems, and that's what we preach all the time, ladies and gentlemen. If you know the cause, then you the treatment's not really that difficult, but finding the cause, that, that's the yeah. secret to, to staying healthy. Well, you a- know, again, S-E.
2: yeah, that the mercury is so uh, toxic, you know, it gives off between uh, 13 and 20 different frequencies. And, you know, with Dr. Talmor talking about frequencies, the bottom line is when the mercury gets inside the cell, it disrupts the whole normal physiology. And we had a, I had a retired dentist who had basal cell carcinoma on the side of her nose. And she played around with it for a year with wheatgrass juice and coffee enemas and uh, other nutrients, but she wasn't defining the core problem. When I test her energetically, there was mercury in the basal cell cancer. It took me a little over a year, about a year and three months to detox her and she went through three major waves of detox I mean she had rashes all over her chest and itching to the point where she wanted to jump out of her skin that's how bad it was but at the end of the year and three months the cancer disappeared I had before and after photographs it totally healed up without cutting it you know it's, it's just you got to remove the core problem and, and that's what's not being done today
1: mm-hmm. incredible
0: well, I have uh, I have some questions on the mercury. Sure. Um, some, some statements here too. I was talking to a dentist friend of mine today. As you know it went to the dentist. And I asked him about the danger of removing the uh, Jerry, this is really in your in your field, Ron, whatever you think. The danger of removing the mercury. He said it's it's not so not so bad taking them out. You have to be careful of course with the vapors and all. He doesn't use mercury in his office at all. He said overheating the tooth can cause all kinds of problems. Correct. He said for, for uh, each 10% that you overheat the tooth, you, need, uh, you have a 10% chance of having a root canal in that tooth. So he uses lots of water. And then he, uh, the final statement that he made was ingesting elemental mercury, like if it comes out and you swallow it, is not as bad as ingesting the organic mercury that you would find in fish or other products that you might eat. Would would you uh, please comment on that? He well, said,
2: you know, Sarah LMO. answered that question last week when she said basically yeah. any kind of mercury is toxic. So um, I, I have to kind of go along with her. I mean, she's got the credentials, the PhD, the research mm-hmm. to back it up. So to me, any type of mercury is, is toxic as hell. Now, one thing that the uh, people – out there in our listening audience should keep in mind, if you do go to the dentist, mm. number one, you want to prepare and take these nutrients like SOD, uh, the superoxide dismutase, the glutathione, the B vitamins, the turmeric, the, the curcumin. Why? Because you're going to get a hit. I don't care how much protection they're providing you with, uh, high-speed suction, evacuation, all. but the thing that you want to make sure is discussed with your dentist when he takes it out if they cut around the margins with a a drill, you can normally lift the filling out in one piece or two pieces, large pieces, as opposed to drilling the the whole darn thing out, you know, piecemeal. So you get less exposure, less exposure. All right, I
0: I got what you're saying. So it's it's like taking out a basal cell. Uh, or a tumor, and you have to go around and take maybe some of the good tissue out so that you don't get right. the tumor into the system. Right. And you get the whole thing out. Exactly. Okay. I, I got what you're saying on that one. Makes sense. What, yeah, what, and what the, what the other thing too? To, to take uh, the, the, real, the SOD, glutathione, turmeric, and what's the other one?
2: Curcumin. Okay, Which right. is the active component in turmeric. Right. And and the other thing, too, was um, the the greens. They um, basic chlorella, and uh, you know which is uh, really a powerful uh, chelator, and cilantro. These are also right. powerful chelators. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing too was very interesting. You know, uh, swishing your mouth out with um, uh, zeolite after the the dental visits. because if there's any remaining grains there, it'll chelate and grab onto it, and you spit it out.
1: <clears throat> uh, zeolite. Also taking
2: zeolite. Yeah, z e o l i uh, T-E, zeolite. It's it's molten lava. When it hits the seawater, it creates this special formula called zeolite, and then they grind it down to like three microns or three-tenths of a micron in size. It's very, very tiny, and it has a great surface area, and it grabs on uh, to... You know, stomach uh, toxins So, if, you know, for example, if you have a flu And you've got nausea and you have toxicity in your stomach You take some zeolite, you swallow it It grabs onto these toxins and ushers it out of the body If you have mercury being swallowed and goes into your intestines The zeolite will hap- help grab onto it Taking bentonite, which is a clay That also helps to grab onto it So it doesn't get reabsorbed That's the important, you know, concept to walk away from
0: what about if they're taking a filling out, and the filling uh, falls out, and, and you ingest it, and it goes into the intestine? Do you absorb a lot from that, or will most of it be defecated out when you w- when you have a bowel movement?
2: Yeah, usually it'll defecate out. Okay. Yeah, the key is, you know, by taking the clay, it'll help to um, grab onto and chelate it out. And, of course, okay. in, in a case like that, you want to take, you know, a lot of psyllium husk, for example— Mm-hmm. Um, you know, flax seeds, ground off flax seeds, because you want to increase the uh, the transit time to get it the heck out as quickly as possible.
0: Is my flax seed powder good
1: for that? I have
0: plenty absolutely.
2: of that Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I take it every day. Yep, Doctor
1: Dan. Uh, good stuff. You know, the dentist also has to protect himself uh, when yes. he's doing this procedure. Okay, right. Right. so uh, the dentists that I know that are biological. Dentist, they will also will provide you with a, an alternative uh, air source
2: so you yeah, not to breathe
1: through yeah. your mouth. Right?
2: right. Yep. And okay. they'll,
1: they'll put a rubber dam in your mouth so you don't swallow the stuff.
2: Where they not have, have hand these hand high, hand high hand speed hand suction, hand suction devices like an apron that literally fits around the tooth so as the debris is liberated, it, it sucks it right out. It, so, yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, he was, he was telling me about that. You you got to get that right out. Yeah. And you got to watch and the vapor thing
1: very careful. A simple thing like the dentist changing his gloves after he removes that tooth before he goes back in your mouth to to, to do the restoration. Oh god, Changed I love his, his gloves. dentist
0: gloves every he changes gloves about every 10 seconds, I think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, you get contaminated with, you know, my main mentor Dietrich Klinghardt, said that mercury vapor is so toxic it can literally penetrate through six layers of latex so wow yeah it's that that toxic and unfortunately when it gets into the body it has an affinity for nerve fibers and it literally migrates up the nerve fiber and and dissolves the tubulin which is the the fatty you know insulation around the nerve and that's why like people with ms for example they have problems and and mercury is an underlying issue with ms when mm-hmm. the the insulation gets dissolved off, then the the impulses disseminate out into the muscle, and you don't get coordinated contraction.
0: What uh, what about the uh, non-latex gloves, the nitrile, and so forth? Does it penetrate those as easily? Do, do you
2: oh know? yeah, yeah. But y- yeah, you should. I mean, I use nitrile gloves. I don't. I try to stay away from the latex. Me um, too. Yeah, yeah. It's just not healthy. Um, right. I'm allergic
0: to it anyway, so it's no good i can't I can't wear them
1: well
2: you know just to just
1: to go back to hans nieper uh over uh thirty years ago when i uh, took my daughter there he uh was very interested in multiple sclerosis and he believed uh the mercury in fillings was was a contributing factor and at that time he had mapped out the the electric fields, the high-tension wires in, in certain states where he was treating people with uh, multiple sclerosis. So, you know, and then Sarah tells us that uh, electromagnetic fields around your head will increase mercury vapor. So, you know, Hans Niebuhr was ahead of his time.
2: No, he was one time. Everyone else was behind. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So uh, well,
2: Mercury
0: my myasthenia, myasthenia gravis too then, right, Ron and Yeah, Jerry? any of
2: those muscle weaknesses, you know, uh, that yeah, type of... Uh,
0: rheumatoid arthritis, uh, any of the autoimmune diseases then?
2: Yeah, absolutely. The autoimmune is just a, a way of escaping taking responsibility because you can say, geez, you have autoimmune, then, you know, what, what can you expect me to do for you? Hmm. The key in the equation, and I keep hammering this whole concept... What's the underlying cause of the problem? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, and it and it becomes like a mantra after a while because when the patients come in, you know, you want to find out did you have any exposure to any chemicals in the last year? Or so have you changed your diet? You know, is your makeup, change your line of makeup, any cleaning solutions? Did you buy a new car and you're, you know, it's the gassing. Did you paint your house? Did you rip up carpets? I mean, my poor secretary came down with severe, severe tooth pain. And it basically turned out her dad had ripped up multiple carpets in the upstairs and her sinuses got congested and it put pressure on the nerve of the tooth. And, right. and it was causing severe pain all from a congested sinus.
0: What do they call the paint now that doesn't have all this in it? The box uh, level, especially the inside of the house. Uh, you have to get paint that has none of this toxin in it, or you're going to end up with problems.
2: Yeah, the volatile uh, organic compounds, volatile the organic VOCs. chemicals. Yeah, yeah I mean, I forgot, uh, like the, when I, uh, I, I, I had to get a, a a glue to put a carpet down in my laundry room, which was based on a cement floor. Mm-hmm. And I did the research, and you could find these adhesives and paints and different things that have minimal, uh, you know, toxins that'll, you know, the gas, because you're going to breathe that, that poison in for, you know, several years. Right. Right. And when we painted our
0: home the last time, I think we uh, made sure we got paint that was a zero. For, for, and I'm talking about the outside. Yeah. Because I, because you're sitting outside in our patio and all, and you're going to still inhale that stuff.
2: Well, you have some of these carpets, you know, with the olefin, boy, that the oh. gases for years. and gives you that, that so-called new carpet odor. It's horrible.
0: That's what scares me about a new car, Dr. Ron.
2: <laughs> Don't buy a new car. Get Don't a, buy a, get new a car, pre-owned Dr. one. <laughs> get one that's broken in.
0: About three or four years old, then then you not only get the uh, you don't get the vapors, but you also lose sixty to seventy percent depreciation comes back in your pocket, and not somebody else's. You know?
2: Absolutely.
0: Yep, makes
1: sense.
2: Okay. But you got to find a good well, used
1: car. Ladies, That's the secret. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored with Dr. Jerry Smith and Dr. Dan. We do appreciate your listening and hope to, that you spread the word to your friends and relatives. Uh, you can uh, log on to uh, the internet to com to listen to this program. You can use the phone number, 347 989 8899. 347 989 8899. And we have an email, it's called Ron r o n radio at gmail.com and our Facebook page is Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored, where you'll see posts by myself and Dr. Jerry Smith. Um, so we do appreciate your your listening. We do appreciate your support. We uh, will continue to try and bring you the latest and greatest uh, alternative uh, to to the, the mainstream uh, uh, propaganda, really. Because uh, you got it. They are interested in selling drugs. Yes. They they really make money by you staying sick. They are really not interested in you being healthy, ladies and gentlemen. I had an, I had just had seen here that uh, medical s- school students, uh, you know, they're they were paying paying over fifty grand a year to to be educated. Researchers from Harvard of no of no less. Harvard, ladies and gentlemen,
2: found oh, that the yeah. more
1: time medical students spent with big pharmaceutical representatives, the more likely they were to stop relying on medical journals and other evidence to treat patients. Does that does that surprise anyone, anyone on this panel or out there listening? Nope. They're not even real doctors yet. <laughs> okay. But they are uh, being... Bombarded by the big pharmaceutical companies investing in their future. Well, we went to
0: see our internist
1: the other day, and
0: uh, I don't—I can't tell you how many detail people came in, how many pharmaceutical reps came in, and I'm sure they were selling their products, you know. And well,
1: to get I thought you to it was seventy-three percent, but this article from Harvard says that ninety-four percent of the largest drug companies selling into the United States market have board members serving in major leadership roles in U.S. medical schools. Mm. That should get your attention, ladies and gentlemen, should get your attention.
2: Well, you know, it's not only the medical schools, but I remember an incident years ago when my great aunt was in a nursing home, and literally I ultimately found out because I'd given her natural vitamins. She had severe, severe arthritic pains, and I brought her in vitamins, And the next time I went in to visit her, I said, Ida, where's your supplement? She said, oh, the nurse took it away, so I quickly went over to the nurse. Well, their explanation, it was not on the approved list of drugs. So Mm -hmm. they have the the drug companies, you know, make sure that they get one of their representatives on these big nursing home staffs, and they set up these lists so you can't even bring in a natural remedy for somebody.
1: Um, Again, you know, Uh, I hope a light bulb goes off uh, to all our listeners. Well, Well, you remember,
0: Ron, back when we were in school and then we were practicing at the same time, that uh, how how many surgeons prescribed vitamins and vitamin C for healing and so forth? None. I just prescribed it myself. I would go in and order it. I did the best I could, you know.
1: That was a trick question,
2: right? No,
0: it's the truth. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it might be well, you know, it was so simple I know when my wife had a breast surgery done For a lumpectomy when she had breast cancer In 97 I I spoke to the uh, the physician And he finally agreed He gave her like 25,000 units Of uh, IV vitamin C My mm-hmm. wife had no post-operative Pain and swelling Totally was, You know, it was too simple
0: Yeah, it worked I used to give him two 3,000 uh, Milligrams uh, on my own and give them a multivitamin, and it seems they got better quicker.
2: Absolutely. Back then. Well, you know, uh, Doctor Ron, one of the nice things about the liver is its ability to regenerate, probably more than any other organ in the body. So that's why you you know it takes 76 years to kill the human uh, the human frame, but the liver, you know, even though with all the poisons that it's put in there, has that ability to repair itself. Right. Absolutely. But if you do a
0: a, a liver transplant, you take part of it, and then it'll it'll regrow, and you'll have a new liver. Each person will get a liver, right?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I I mentioned, I think, in previous shows, I had this patient who had a a liver that was swollen for 27 years, and they wanted to do a liver transplant on the poor guy, and his wife found me on the Internet and brought Fred in. And when I examined him energetically, he had benzene and hepatitis B in his liver. He owned the junkyard so you know he would wash his hands with gasoline and that's how he got the benzene into his system. But oh. the joke of it was in seven months on a nutritional program to pull out the two offending substances, the benzene and the hepatitis B, his liver went back to a hundred percent normal. That was mm-hmm. six years ago six years ago. I mean, it's too simple. You you find out what the heck's in there through energetic testing, remove it with natural chelating substances, and then the liver can heal itself. And the same thing with the other organs. you got to find out what the heck's in there and then remove it non-invasively. The liver is amazing
0: the way it can heal itself, isn't
2: it? Absolutely. You know, especially, the you know, our troops from Vietnam, when they, they sprayed the Agent Orange over all of oh. those poor guys, You know, most of them came down with liver cancer and other cancers when they got back to the States. And, um, you know, they kept lying to the troops because I had some Vietnam vets years ago, and they told me, oh, they're spraying from mosquitoes and that kind of BS. They told them, but it was actually Agent Orange.
0: I run into people every day. They're still fighting the government to get a pension for the diabetes and all these other liver diseases and uh, PTSD and all these diseases they got from Agent Orange, and they're having a hard time getting getting any money out of it.
2: They well, don't want to... yeah, they were sitting ducks, literally, because you know before they went over it, I'm sure they were shot up with the plague and how many other vaccines, which right. <clears throat> you know weakened their immune system from the get-go. And then you know mm-hmm. they're over there and they got you know nailed with these uh, toxic chemicals.
1: Absolutely, very bad situation well i'd I'd like to change change gears a little bit gentlemen sure uh because three and a half years ago when i started uh this program i started because i was concerned with the dementia and alzheimer's and i just want to have a teaser for a couple minutes if you don't uh that we all can uh, talk about and i think next week we should talk about uh dementia and alzheimer's uh and it really goes back even to Sarah's uh, guest appearance last week, but the immensity of of Alzheimer's disease uh, could bankrupt our whole country. The Alzheimer's Association estimates by mid-century 2050 there will be Alzheimer's developing in a patient every 33 seconds. If... uh, our listeners haven't uh, listened to it, there's a documentary out there called Alzheimer's, Every Minute Counts, and you can see firsthand the social and economic consequences of this disease. It's really a tsunami, ladies and gentlemen. The future costs of this disease could bankrupt Medicare, Medicaid, and, and millions of Americans' life savings. It is estimated that if the number of patients triples, as it is projected, the cost to care for them will exceed 1.1 $1. $1 trillion dollars a year. So, uh, yes. Okay. Uh, no, during their their lifetime. Okay. So, I would. I just want to just throw that out there. We've talked about it. Uh, uh, you know, when we talk about processed foods and refined sugar and fructose and mercury. Uh, But I think next week uh, that would be a great topic for us to to tackle and even go so far, I'll I'll just tell you that the blue vaccines that they're giving you now, ladies and gentlemen, contain both thimerosal, which is 50% mercury, and aluminum, which Mm. is neuro and immune toxic. So please be careful. I want to talk to you more about statin drugs next week. I want to talk to you about anticholinergic drugs, uh, antihistamines that are associated with this devastating disease. So I know Dr. Jerry has uh, lots of uh, experience uh, with these different, uh, we'll call them uh, uh, agitators of this disease, but uh, I think it's, it's it's a subject we have to talk more about because there's no treatment for it as of right now. Uh, that, that's available to the general public. So we have to do as much as we can uh, to prevent it. And I, I just want to open it up to Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan for their comments. And then I promised uh, uh, our listeners that we'd talk about colloidal silver before the hour is over. So, uh, Jerry, uh, my my feeling is Alzheimer's is, is the disease of the, of the future, which is really devastating. Uh,
2: well, I, I, I think you're going your to comments. see it. Yeah, you're going to see a tremendous rise in Alzheimer's and other neurological diseases. All you got to do is look up at the sky on a sunny day, and you see all these chemtrails that they're spraying like crazy. Uh, tons of aluminum, radioactive aluminum, strontium and barium. I know there was a, um, a video put out by Edward Griffin that was called, What in the World Are They Spraying? And the scientists in Hawaii discovered that the soils had 60,000 parts per billion of aluminum in it. And unfortunately, it gets into the ground, destroys the trees, you know, in three, four years. But more importantly, it gets into the brain. And that's where you get the short-circuiting, you know, the the neurons become damaged, the dendrites. So you're gonna see a tremendous rise. I mean, just simple little things like underarm deodorant, they use aluminum in it to, what, prevent the perspiration. So it gets absorbed into your skin, in the lymphatic system, it gets to different you know parts of the body, of all ultimately into the brain. Um, baking powder has some aluminum in it. When they treat the public water supply to get the suspended particles out of the water, they put alum, aluminum sulfate, they sprinkle over it to you know pull out the suspended particles. So unfortunately, we're inundated with exposure, and you just have to try to you know do the best you can to eliminate whatever the heck you can put in your body.
0: Yeah, I've I've told people at the pharmacy, I see them buying deodorant. I can't, I have to talk to them. And I I go over and see what they're buying, and I talk to them about it. Good. I tell them who I am. You know, I tell them about the show. And if they want the number, I got to memorize. I give them the number. And uh, tell them, please don't buy deodorant with aluminum in it. And that's how we can help, and they can spread it to other people that way.
2: Oh, absolutely. Exactly.
0: And of course, you have to watch. Don't buy aluminum pans to cook in either anymore.
2: Right, and especially if you use fluoridated water. Right. The darn aluminum comes out even faster. Right. No good.
1: Double poison. And then, and then th- th- this this really is a great segue into uh, colloidal silver. Right. right. And you say why? Because believe it or not, brushing your teeth could result in a lower risk of dementia. Connect those dots. Because with periodontal disease is 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 a, is connected with both heart disease and dementia. Uh, or, your oral health is really critical. And when we had uh, Phil Safer here, he just says, you know, put the Spray it on your toothbrush or use some, you know, uh, uh, toothpaste like you can get from Dr. Jerry's website without aluminum in it, without fluoride. Uh, Spray some colloidal silver on it. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, there are articles in all sorts of journals, even WebMD, that uh, associate dental uh, inflammation, periodontal disease with heart attacks and dementia and generally your overall health. So yeah, you know, people ask, well, what can I do with colloidal silver? You can wash your, You can use it to brush your teeth. Everything. So that's the well. That's number one. Okay, and it, they they it does help with dental plaques. And it may, Jerry may have some more more information on that. But it, you know the, uh, the plaques and the periodontal disease. I think are that's high on my list of of, of a nice use for colloidal silver.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's over 400 different species of bacteria in the mouth. It's one of the dirtiest parts of the human body. And, um, you know, the key in the equation is reduce the bacterial content. I mean, uh, you could put some colloidal silver into your uh, water reservoir and your water pick before you go to bed, flush out the mouth, and it'll help reduce the bacterial content while you're sleeping when it's dark, warm, and moist, and that's when they go hog wild. Jerry, uh, when you use uh,
0: a mouthwash, first of all, I'd like to hear what you have to say about mouthwashes, what you like. And should you rinse your mouth after you use the mouthwash or do not rinse your mouth afterwards? Well, first of all,
2: I don't recommend any mouthwash that has alcohol in it because most of them, like Listerine right. and the other ones, have 18% alcohol in it, which gets right. absorbed right through the mucous membranes, you know, along with all the blue dyes, yellow dyes, orange dyes, whatever crap they have in there. So, um, you know, I use a a, a mouthwash that's herbal, no alcohol, all natural. Herbal uh,
0: mouthwash. That's what my wife has, and I don't use Listerine anymore. My dentist told me no Listerine because of the alcohol, correct? Absolutely,
2: absolutely. Plus the chemicals. Who the heck needs it all? Yeah, you have all that
0: dye number four or five blue, green, whatever it is. Yeah.
2: right. Yeah, gets into your mucous membrane. So um, you could swish around with uh, some water and some, uh, you know, uh, magnesium iodine in it, little activated mm-hmm. iodine. Uh, you could rinse with some colloidal silver and then swallow mm-hmm. it. I mean, the bottom line is you want to go natural. You don't want to injure the immune system or the tissues. Uh, it, it's too simple. I mean, even you know gargling with salt water put some sea salt in water and you could gargle with that that helps to you know kill bacteria yeah i
0: i get the i put the uh, i put the silver in the uh, in some water and i gargle with it for a while i walk around the house and then i swallow it yeah sound good
1: okay and, and don't forget to to rinse your toothbrush uh, with warm water then spray it with colloidal silver because it's you know you right. talk about dark and damp and uh, you don't want your germs growing on your toothbrush
0: and also, other, other to use,
1: other right? dry Other uses. Other uses. Other uses. You want me to start this? I'll tell you what Go we ahead. do. Uh, we spray it on our eggs. We I try and buy farm uh, fresh eggs. Well, you spray it right on the shell. It prevents bacteria. It keeps those, those eggs uh, lasting longer in your refrigerator. Wow. Spray it on your fruits and vegetables. To prevent uh, bacteria and fungus, uh, flosses, doorknobs, uh, we, we carry it on the airplane with us now and spray the uh, tray table, the arms, and the headrest uh, as an antibacterial, antiviral. Uh, some people that I know also put a couple ounces into their laundry as a natural antiseptic. Uh, it's an agent that could keep your clothes, bath towels, and you know, fabrics fresh and germ free. Great idea. Uh, spray spray it around your sinks and bathtubs. Spray it topically on cuts and burns.
2: Dr. Ron. I use it in the yeah. reservoir, you know, for my water that we use through the handpiece. So all the lines are getting ah. cleansed, you know, with the colloidal silver.
1: Yeah, and and you know the people that use CPAPs, they you know, they're always fighting infection. It's a uh-huh. great disinfectant for your CPAP machine. The bit, besides brushing the teeth, though, the the uh, use that I really like it for is for uh, allergies and nasal sinusitis. Uh, just uh, a lot of ways you can do it. You can use a neti pot. You can use a nebulizer, the one like Phil Safer's sells at elixir.com. Or you can go get a... Uh, a spray bottle, an empty one through uh, Amazon.com, or go to the to the store and get a, a saline one. Wash it out with distilled water. And you're, you know you can mix colloidal silver with a lot of uh, uh, different products, but uh, in 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 a, uh, a plastic uh, spray bottle, you may not see if it's changing color. So, just wash it out real good. Uh, put colloidal silver in there. You can spray it in your nose great for uh, sinusitis and, and rhinitis uh, use it uh, anytime better you know antibiotics don't work anyway and they'll, they'll make you sick I think it's a great way to use uh, colloidal silver it's also Another,
0: great uh, for Sjogren's syndrome uh, Ron and Jerry Sjogren's yeah. syndrome with the, you know the dry eyes the dry nose the dry mouth and uh, it, ah. it, it works very very well if you spray it in your mouth and up your nose and your eyes Instead of using these toxic uh, medications that they like to give you
1: sometimes, you know, like restasis, for and instance. And we, I, ha- I have one one listener that puts it in the uh, water bowl, their pet's water bowl. Uh, really? Do, uh, there you think, go. It, think it keeps them healthier.
0: I think so. Good
1: so there's, stuff. you know, that's only a little, 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 uh, small uh, collection of uses for colloidal silver, but I. Uh, talking about enemas, I mean there are reports that people write to me that they've used it as a an enema. Now that's you know that's not a study or whatever, but that they have colitis and they feel it really uh, helps their colitis as a as a colloidal enema.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, people most, mix
1: it with vinegar.
2: Yeah, it's basically infections in the intestines. Um, yeah, you know, the the same thing with um, any of these intestinal issues, IBS, you know, irritable bowel syndrome. There's usually some type of virus, bacteria that's trapped in there.
1: Yeah, and I. guess yeah, so so uh, you, just like Phil says, you can use it just about on anything. Uh, my only caveat would be make it fresh and get a colloidal silver maker, cut your costs down, and uh, just watch uh, for signs that the colloidal silver doesn't oxidize. or it it's a little darkish or whatever, but. Yeah, a little gray, but you, you know, with 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 the colloidal silver maker, you can make as much as you want, and uh, you don't have to worry about it.
0: We're using so
1: much of it that I I think we're
0: we're due to make another batch now, and it's a great machine. Oh, oh, that's and it's great.
2: great. Well, you know, again, with all the flu symptoms coming around, uh, you know, one important area. To disinfect with colloidal silver is your darn telephone. People don't realize that that's the most toxic yep. instrument in the hospital is the telephone. Yep, yep. And, and also and you know, watch out, for
0: Jerry, in the remote control. That's another thing.
1: You, you know, they were talking about. I think McCullough was the first to bring it up about using peroxide in your ears, the external ear canal, to ward off. Uh, Flu symptoms at the at the very earliest stages,
2: mm-hmm. and then
1: you talked about putting ozone. I yeah. have actually, uh, luckily, I don't get sick, thank thank God. But I uh, I have advised people to to use colloidal silver in their ears at the first sign of a uh, flu symptoms.
2: Yeah, oh. I take it. Yeah, I usually yeah. take it like a couple of tablespoons, and uh, you know, it knocks it right the heck out. It's just uh, it's too simple. Use
0: tablespoons rather than the teaspoons, Jerry,
2: right? Yeah, well, I mean, the mm. one that I use, I know uh, Penn State Material Labs did the mm-hmm. evaluation on it, and they said you literally could drink a gallon of the stuff and it won't even uh, affect you adversely. But um, And what's interesting, you know, it, it only affects the pathogens in the body, not the healthy cells. So it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. neat. I think it's based on frequencies, that the, you have pathogens vibrate at a certain frequency, and so do the uh, the colloidal silver, ionic silver, and I think it's the frequencies that does the destroying um, of the the pathogens. I
0: think we should all use silver uh, trays and silver uh, teapots and coffee pots again like they used to in the old days, huh?
2: Well, that's why the Chinese had silver utensils, because nothing would grow on it, you know. Right, the blue blood.
0: You know, they had a little too much sometimes. They got Argeria and turned blue.
2: They're called Blue Bloods. We have to come up with a new drink with vodka and colloidal silver, right, Ron?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we can uh, try mixing that and patent
2: it. Sounds good to me. I'll drink to that.
1: Oh, God. Well, you know, know, colloidal silver is not talked a lot uh,
2: in the press because
1: there's there's not a lot of money to be made by the drug companies, although there are 28 patents Pending right now, uh, with antibiotics uh, teamed up with a silver particle to, uh, so they can use them to uh, be more effective, and they can sell more drugs. And just remember, you know, Silvadine, was a when I was in the army at Brooke General Hospital. That's what we we came up with that to treat burns. That's a, basically a silver product. Uh, so. Silver dressings. I mean, I, I just could go on and on. And we talked about even in the operating room now, they're impregnating the mass with silver so they could be antibacterial to the to the surgeons. Yeah. So. Well, I, I know
2: in you know, in my, Africa they had a problem with, uh, you know, the um, uh, yellow fever and all and the malaria yeah. and the uh, the silver, you know, was the only thing that really knocked it the heck out.
1: Yeah, and, and it really works. There's nothing that. Uh, resistant to it because it breaks down that outer wall of the bacteria and viruses, and they're gone. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's just a, just a little bit of what you can do with, with colloidal silver. Uh, you can Google it or whatever search engine you use, and uh, but it, it's basically really safe. Uh, as as Phil says, he's never uh, he's used gallons of it and. He's not turning blue. He doesn't know anybody else that turns blue. It's only the people turning blue are the ones that do not use a, a good grade of colloidal silver and uh, uh, overdo it. I mean, drink a gallon a day. We're not talking about a gallon a day. We're talking about an ounce. Okay, an ounce, hmm. two tablespoons. Not talking about that much of it. Uh, all right, so we are almost an hour into this at i i I would call this the Jerry Seinfeld type show Because it's a show about nothing but it's about everything and hopefully giving you some good advice and tips uh so that you can remain and stay healthy because as we say you know you your insurance is for your for sickness uh your health insurance is what you do for yourself, detoxing your liver eating as as wholesome as you can, avoiding processed food uh, avoiding uh sugar and fructose. Uh, those are things you have to do. To stay healthy. And of course, a good good, positive outlook. And we don't talk enough about that, but that is really important in being healthy. So what do you think, Jerry and Dan? Did we, we cover enough?
2: Yeah, I think we did. And uh, I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite quotes, that life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it.
0: Yeah, it's a reaction, correct.
2: Yeah. Don't let your ego get yeah. the best of you. Don't
0: forget right, to keep, dumb, your dumb. keep your toothbrush clean. And uh, I don't know if I got that across or not, but uh, make sure you dry it off. Because if you let it sit
1: there, it's liable to grow things too if it's wet. You agree with that, Jerry? Well,
2: Absolutely, yeah.
1: I would, okay. my my quote for today comes. It's pretty similar to Jerry's. The less you worry about what people think, the less complicated your life becomes. So,
2: and if you and eat a lot of garlic, you won't have to worry what people say about you. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: and don't
0: forget, laugh a lot and love a lot. And what's the third one? Jerry remember? I have
1: <laughs> it. What is it? What is it, Ron? I said, especially on Valentine's Day.
0: Right, and and a happy Saint Valentine's Day to everybody out there, and to you, Ron, and uh, to you, Jerry, and Absolutely. to your and your wives and families.
2: What was now, it that? Just, just, there was a nice sign in the pharmacy that I saw when I drove by today on Valentine's. They give the girl that has everything a shot of penicillin.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Remind that, me of the old OBGYN days.
1: Uh, we, that came from one of our clinics down on uh, Gerard Avenue. Absolutely. You perfect. used to go Girard. there too, Ron. Huh? I
0: guess I never saw you there. I, I used to go there too. Of course, <laughs> from the Schmidt Brewery, right? Uh, exactly. Then we'd have beers afterwards. <laughs> <ladies and laughs> <gentlemen. laughs>
1: thank you. Thank you for listening. This, Dr. Ron. Thank Dr. you very much. Dr. Have Dr. a great St. Valentine's Day. And we hope that you'll see you next week. And we'll talk about dementia and Alzheimer's and give you some of the startling statistics on this awful disease and maybe some ideas of what you can do uh, on a practical level. Uh, So uh, decrease your chances of getting this this awful thing. And uh, Dr. Talmore would would like to talk about the subject also. Maybe he'll call in next week. Uh, We'll see. But in any case, thank you. We have a, have a great week ahead of you. Enjoy uh, your uh, night tonight if you're going out with your loved one, and uh, don't overdo the bubbly. See you next week, ladies bless and gentlemen. You and
0: God bless America. Right.
1: God bless America. Doctor Ron and Doctor Ron have left the building you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio, here on livehealthradio.com. See you next week. Ciao.